Welcome back to the Arise Worship Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Dr. J, pastor of Arise Church, and I am with Judah, a worship leader at Arise Church. It is a pleasure to be back with all of you. Once again, I want to say thank you so very much for tuning into our podcast. I hope that you guys are sharing it. Put it on your Instagram, uh, your Facebook, your social media accounts. You know, help us get the word out that we are on the airwaves with Arise Worship. What do you think, son? Yes, that would be good. It helps out a lot. Yes, you know, we, we're going to be obviously talking about many different topics. This is our second podcast. And last week, we just somewhat introduced yourself, introduced Judah to, to all the listeners, and you guys got to know me a little bit as well. We are from Arise Church here in San Antonio, Texas. We love the Lord. We love to worship. You know, I, I praise God because my, all my children are musically inclined or gifted, and, and God has really placed his hand upon them. And they are doing great, not only for the kingdom, but also for our church. What say you, Judah? I think we're doing pretty all right. It's taken a lot of time to get to where we're at. So I think we're doing okay. Yes. And as you guys know, uh, you attend church, any church you go to, I think one of the greatest um, things that you'll see is part of the worship team. Of course, you know, the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. So we're going to have our faith built when the preacher comes to preach. But when we get into the presence of God, you know, in, in many churches, it's the worship team that gets us there. It's the worship team that leads us into the presence of God. And, and that's what Judah and Arise Worship have been doing for us. And as you guys know, they are young people, but they do have influence when it comes to that. And we want to talk a little bit about influence and how we can develop influence and how, as a worship leader, what's the value of having influence as well. So when I say influence, Judah, what, what's the, what are some of the things that come to mind? I see it as a uh, was myself as a worship leader being on the platform. People in some ways look at me differently because I am up there leading others into worship and that gives me some sort of influence to how they worship or how they would see what I do in other churches and in our church. Mm -hmm. That is, I think, a big responsibility in leading people to worship it, leadership in any in any facet i i think it's a big responsibility but and certainly leadership has to do with influence because people will look at us as you said you know when you're on the platform the altar some some may call it the altar some may call it the stage some may call it the platform so i, I hope you guys don't get too too sideways with us as we use different terminology but you know we in essence mean the same we don't 
We don't want you guys to be offended. We do have reverence for the Lord and we love the Lord. But nevertheless, there is influence. Influence is important as we try to navigate and get people into the presence of God. I think one of the things that really brings credibility to influence is our story. Uh, And what I mean by story is who we are, what we are, what did we go through? How did we get to where we are? Last week, we mentioned a bit about it, but I want Judah to maybe expound a little bit more on his story and how he got to um, the worship leader of a church. Well, I mentioned last week that when I was younger, I came out of my room playing with toys, as you and mom have told me, and said that Jesus told me I was going to be a pastor. You've always said I've had a call on my life, so I know that's bound to happen sometime. But a little over five years ago, we lost the other church, Embassy Church, and a couple months later started our Rice Church, and we didn't have anything, really. We are starting from scratch, you and mom and Gerilyn, saying that we could help you with the worship brought me into that, that realm of things and that side of church. And then uh, since then, the team's seen a lot of changes, growth, and then back down to me, Gerilyn, and a couple others. And then a couple years ago, we saw Hillsong. I did mention that, and it really changed my perspective on what I wanted to do. I, the atmosphere there, seeing all the people worship and kind of take over the songs that we were singing that night gave me a different view on worship, and it showed me that it, this is something I really wanted to pursue. So I decided to really research, in a sense, different kinds of worship and a lot more of my influence that came from Hillsong and others like Elevation and Bethel, many more, but those kind of were the building blocks, I guess, and how I listen to worship music and how I, I try to emulate it, leading leading others in the worship. Yes. And, and that's part of the story is how we get to the place that we get to. I, I know for me, a worship service, a worship experience really transformed my life. And I've always loved music, but at that church service it was a small place and at that church service we we had one person singing (laughs) so it it was just one person singing but i really felt a desire to to know god and to have a relationship with him and and he met me during worship and i think that's why we've, we've always had a passion for for worship and I think it's part of our story is the story doesn't begin when we are on stage singing. W- would you agree with that or what would you? Yes, I think it has a lot to do with our own experience and with God and how our relationship with God has grown and changed over time. Right. You know, think, think of it this way. In the outside, outside of church, you have celebrities, you have 
musicians, you have artists, and they can practice a routine. They can practice mannerisms. They can practice the way uh, they move, the way they dance, the way they jump. All of that could be routine in order to produce excitement. And I imagine that you could do that in church, in a church environment. You could have the lights. You could have, you know, the the movements, the the camera angles. You know, in the same way. I imagine you can have all that. But I think the difference really comes in a supernatural way, something that cannot be manipulated, and that has to do with the Holy Spirit. And that cannot be manipulated. That cannot be practiced or worked in how do you as part of the story your story how do you live in the holy spirit for me i've always liked music so i listen to a lot of worship music pretty much every day i practice the stuff we get ready for our sunday services before practice and then also during our practice times we get and then i read the bible trying to fill my spirit with the word understanding as a worshiper that that is a responsibility to kind of I guess open my ears a little more to what God is trying to say and then he speaks through the Holy Spirit so it kind of happens randomly in a sense mm-hmm. but, but it's a, a constant pursuit you would yeah, it's a lifestyle for me. Exactly. It's it's how I live my life every day. It it doesn't just, you know, it's not going to happen just out of nowhere. It's something I have to actually work for. Right, right. And, and that's what I really uh, try to get at with people. And, and I hope you listening can understand this. If you aspire to be uh, in a worship team as a worship leader or any or any aspect of the worship team, it really begins with a lifestyle. You cannot manipulate the Holy Spirit. It, it you may, you may be able to manipulate an atmosphere, but not the power of God. And, and that's what we think is the difference. You know, when it comes to a person's story, you have to live the life. You have to live what you preach. Sometimes you have to know what you're singing, also. If you're singing about joy and, you know, you have a sour face, then you probably don't know. I've often told people at church, you know, sometimes some of you have to remind your face that you're saved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, what do you what do you think on that, Judah, the the expressions of a person's face that don't match the lyrics? I think it's kind of hard to match sometimes because, you know, we we all live our lives. It's not easy. So sometimes... If we're not as filled up with the word and like living right in a sense, we kind of just go up there and just go through the motions without understanding what we're singing, the message behind it. And that kind of shows in our facial expressions, which is probably seen the most because we are up there through the cameras or even to the people sitting in the front row can see our faces. Right. I always say there. There's an old song that that they used to sing in church. It's I got to joy, joy, joy down in my heart. And I told people, I said, sometimes people are like, 
I got to joy, way, 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 way down, mm. somewhere down deep, 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 deep inside of my heart. It, because their face, their faces don't represent the joy. That that doesn't mean you have to smile. You have to be all excited. But sometimes your face has to recognize that you are in the presence of the Almighty and and have joy even in the midst of our pain. Because another part of, of worship, I think it's our suffering. I have a tendency to to speak about suffering because I think that everyone who is alive at one point or another has experienced some type of heartache and heartache is where God can meet us. When we are weak, he makes us strong and we are weak, not in a time of blessing, but we are weak in a time of disappointment in a time of heartache in a time of a breakup, of a divorce, of getting fired from a job, of getting bad news from the doctor. What happens next as part of our suffering is what truly makes a worshiper. Tell me about some of your challenges and suffering maybe. A lot of it's come through school just because I never really put too much time into it I was always worried that I'd never never get to that point like I I was afraid I wouldn't graduate high school I was afraid I wouldn't get into college I was afraid not being able to pay for certain things and then other times it has to do with my relationship with God I was afraid that that fire I got inside of me a couple years ago was gonna burn out and that really scared me so in a lot of those dark places in my life is where I choose to worship. It's where I kind of just have my conversations with God uh, about what's going on and choosing to say that I trust him no matter what. Whether I have music on in the background or not, I'm always I'm constantly talking to God about this stuff, like how I'm talking to you now. Yes. I think an area that oftentimes is overlooked by adults and especially married adults is being a young man, a young woman, teenage, early 20s, and being single. I think as a married man, as a married woman, married adults, most of us would probably say, well, you know, just wait, it's better, you know, just wait. But we're speaking from this side of the mountain. <laughs> and and we, we can see with our eyes open because we've been through it. We've been through the ups and downs of, of that river, if you will. But I, I imagine that that's somewhat of an area of suffering yeah you know are you are you dating how is your life in regards to that because you know you are a servant of god and you are a minister of the gospel and mm -hmm. how does that work in your life well i am currently single and i've always been told to to wait wait on god he's got that 
right person for me. And it hasn't always been easy. Sometimes it does get a little lonely, even though I know I'm never really alone. I still wish I had that something more in a sense. Someone there to be by my side whenever others can't be. Someone to encourage me whenever others can't or whenever others bring me down. And it it has its moments. And sometimes it gets really, really hard doing what I do and not having that person there to support me that way. So it's something I've learned to live with, but I have my ups and downs in it. I know that it'll get better eventually, but I kind of enjoy it now because I do get a little more time to myself, sometimes too much time, (laughs) and I get really, really bored at the house. But yeah, it's a blessing in in disguise, I guess. And what? how do you deal with it when you're having those difficult moments? A lot of the time I listen to worship music just to kind of clear my head or I'll play my guitar. Sometimes I'll talk to you and mom about it. And then a lot of the time it's really just me having my conversation with God. It was like, sometimes I just get really tired of it. It was like, why hasn't it happened yet? And I know I'm only 20, but it's something I've never experienced. And it's something I do long for, I desire. And I know it'll happen eventually, but it's it's just kind of how I deal with it. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I I have to tell you guys that as a dad, you know, sometimes it's difficult to see your children going through situations like this. The, you know, if you didn't catch that, he said he's something he's never experienced. So he he's never dated anyone, and I can tell you that is his dad. <laughs> so if you're listening, you're a young lady. Don't get your you know, he's not up for sale. <laughs> We're. You know, it, we've always believed that that God has that person for you, mm-hmm. and as much as we would want to push you, you know, to have companionship, I, we really believe that you know God has set you apart, and and He has a person that's right for you that's going to bring better and the best out of you as a worshiper, as a minister of the gospel. But nonetheless, as you walk and traverse through it right now, it does get difficult and it is somewhat of uh, a pain. It's again, you know, I think it's easy for adults to say, well, you know, that's not suffering. Suffering is not having enough for bills or, and I, and I think that, Many adults would will say that, but it is suffering. You know, remember when we were young and if someone broke up with you or they didn't want to speak with you, how lonely it can get. Because mom and dad can only provide so much companionship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Siblings can only provide so much companionship. But I, I still believe that that one companion that God has for you will change the rest of uh, your future. So is it suffering? Is it a struggle, an obstacle? And how do you balance that with maintaining your heart for God? It is a struggle. I deal with it every day. I kind of just 
push it to the back of my mind at times and it crawls back to the front of it. It's something I always think about because it's something that I've seen others experience and I always wanted to experience it. Something like that, that companionship. And when it gets hard, I try not to let myself get lost in my emotion. I, like I said, I, I do listen to worship music a lot. So that kind of calms my mind and my spirit. And when I feel I'm calm enough, I'll have my talks with God. And then from there on, I usually feel a little better and I get right back onto what I need to be doing as far as being a worship leader, making sure I'm ready and prepared for the next Sunday. Yes. And that is life. You know, it's, I think even as a pastor, you're going to have experienced many difficult things throughout the week. And I think this is preparing you to even do better in the future, you know, mm-hmm. being able to overcome situations like this and the struggles that you face. In addition to that, you have school on your mind. Mm-hmm. You know, how, how do you balance? How do you balance that? I I guess I planned for it. I don't really have like a set schedule like my sisters would. But I guess in a way I do kind of plan for it, planning out my day. I'd like to get earlier classes. And I hope to keep getting earlier classes. It kind of frees up the day or the rest of the day for any of the other activities I do, like going to the gym or, or reading my Bible. And I try not to let it distract me too much because if I get too caught up in it it'll kind of take over every thought in my mind so I try to balance that out with my life outside of school and then my life in church and it's kind of all three I have a pretty even balance I guess yeah I've one of the things I've noticed within ministers is I've always told them when I've had an opportunity to speak with them is what good is it to have a call of God if we don't have the health to achieve that call? So I'm glad to see that you're going to the gym and you're maintaining your health. How does that help you? You know, I know that oftentimes when I'm at the gym, you know, I get revelation and God speaks to me because I'm so focused on just not dropping the weights or anything. Mm-hmm. How, how do you how do you feel that exercising helps? Not just your physical body, but your spirit also. It helps to keep me strong. I have my goals set and I'm trying to meet them. So being persistent and consistent with my routine helps. And then changing it sometimes does help. But that kind of goes hand in hand with my spiritual life. I have to be consistent and persistent. Reading the Bible, praying, worshiping, doing what I do for the church. So I kind of see it as all the heavy lifting is kind of a way to keep me focused on like what's right in front of me. Yes. Well, you know, the Bible says, be still and know that I am God. So sometimes when we're going through difficult times in our lives, we want to get out of it. Uh, We want to jump ship right away. We want to be Jonah and be thrown off the ship (laughs) Mm -hmm. so that we don't continue to uh, experience maybe the the storms that we're experiencing. H- how are you still 
you know, working out, going to school, you know, sometimes being alone. Mm-hmm. How, how are you still in the midst of it? How can you be still? A lot of it for me is taking a lot of time learning how to trust God because I wasn't the best at it. And I don't think anyone ever really is the best at it, but it's something that I've learned and worked for. So I think more now it's in my free time where I find myself to be really still because I'm in those three areas of my life. I'm pretty focused on what I'm doing then and there. And then in the other times when I have time to think about uh, all the other stuff that's going on, it's kind of when I'm most still. And I understand that everything that I'm doing is what I'm supposed to be doing. It's because God has a greater plan for me. So I know that if I'm still doing that, then there's still something better. Yes. Amen. God always has better. You know, his plans are good for us. His plans are to give us hope and a good future and not to harm us. So I'm glad you're uh, continuing in this and you're going to further your studies at in worship studies yes. uh, as you get into your major there. So we're, we're glad to see that. The Tell me about your experience just getting to a worship service. How do you prepare for it? What do you do beforehand? Well, usually it, it's not too much. We I get up pretty early Sunday mornings and I have to get everyone else up. That way we're ready to be at church at a certain time. We get another practice run through. But I usually pray every morning beforehand and then before I go to sleep just to kind of keep my mind clear and making sure I'm ready and that I'm not going up on stage with any baggage that shows. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it is wonderful to work for God, to serve him, but it's also scary. <laughs> yeah. What did you say? Yes, it is. Yeah, I, I, I imagine if, if a person fears the Lord, then everything we preach and everything we say is spoken from that perspective. Is I, I want to be able to preach what I say and say what I preach. How's your experience been with that? You know, you're, you've seen me preach for all of these years. <laughs> mm-hmm. How, what do you think of that? I think it's something that's really important with what we do. Living that out, what we say, really shows character and how you work towards that. And it leads, leaves an example for others. is like an influence in a way. But the way I've seen you do it's had an impact on me because I try to make my own way of it. And however it works, I guess it's not the best at it, but I I try to make sure that what I'm saying, I'm also doing in terms of like leading worship, making sure that when I say to practice, you know, I'm practicing too. And if I'm reading the Bible or if I say to read the Bible, then I'm reading it, uh, making sure that what I do is true to what the intentions are. Yes. Be authentic. Yes. The, but we've been talking about a new album. 
what do you think of it? What are your aspirations for it? I hope it's every every song has some realism to it that we draw uh, from our own experiences and what we go through as a team and as worshipers, knowing that a lot of it is is going to be really like digging deep into what we've gone through. So I hope it connects with others, at least on the authentic side of it. I don't know if it'll relate with everyone, but I mean, we are just a bunch of young guys. Yes. So. But again, I think anointing doesn't discriminate on age. Mm -hmm. When a person is willing, then God anoints the willing and prepares the willing and affirms the willing. There's a psalm, uh, Psalm 40 and verse 3 says, He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. How does that speak to you in regards to what you have working right now? It's more on the new song, and there's always going to be a new song. And it's it's hard to really dig deep and find that song you know sometimes a song will just pop out right there and then sometimes it takes months or even years to finish something because there's a appointed time for it and then when the when the time is right god usually just breathes on that which is something i'm hoping for in our album that we are currently working on Yes. In the very early, early, early stages. Yes. Our album coming 2021. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a big goal to me, but I, I think it'll be really good that singing a new song has always been something that's been on my heart, which is why I really want to pursue this because there's, there's always something new that God's trying to do that I believe and doesn't matter who he uses to do that but i guess we're lucky enough that he's gonna be using us yes when you were still in mom's belly i believe that god told us you know that he was gonna bring a new song through us i never imagined it would be me personally but i knew that it would be a new song through us and by us i mean our church and even as y'all grew up, I never imagined, I don't know why, I mean, I, but I never imagined any of you on the team. Mm -hmm. I just, I'm not sure why, but I just, I never. And for you, worship wasn't always a band, was it? No, it wasn't. When we first started the church, mom and me were, we had a real a small cassette player. <laughs> for those of you who are old enough to remember cassettes. We had a cassette player and, and we would play our CDs there and sometimes cassettes. And that was how we led worship. But then soon after that, our co-leader, mm -hmm. the worship team, Tito, you know, joined us and, and he's been with us, goodness, and most of his adult life. <laughs> and, uh, and I think that's, that's where God has really blessed us is that we've always, from that moment this way, we pretty much always have had live worship. Mm -hmm. As you mentioned, when we started again in 2015, we didn't. Yes. 
So it's kind of like a full circle for us. We went back to the beginning of, but this time instead of cassettes, we were using a TV because, yeah. you know, the smart TV. <laughs> <laughs> Our worship leader was a smart TV. Yes, yes. YouTube smart TVs with some worship songs there. And, and that's the way we restarted. And now we're, we're here. And we're looking forward to the new album that should be upcoming. Yes. It's a very humble start for what we're trying to do. It's something to look back on and to see how far we come. And hopefully this album reflects the authentic side of it. Yes. yes. What we've been through. Yeah. So so make sure to share this uh, podcast with your friends and uh, subscribe to it and have all your family, your friends subscribe to it. You know, Rise Worship is doing some incredible things, incredible things. And I, I think that the best is yet to come. Yes. A- anything else you want to add? Questions? No, I. that was really my only question, I guess, besides the fact that, like, how have you seen worship change since you started? Not including the cassette. Right. The There's an area uh, like K-Love. You know, K-Love is what we have here in, in our region is for Christian music. So you have like K-Love type of worship and you have gospel type of worship and then you have Hillsong, you know, what I call congregational worship. And before that, it, it was kind of like a combination of all of them. At least when I started back in 1997, it was a combination of, you know, all of those genres, you know, they kind of bunched into one. And then you started to see a more defined branching of them. And I've always been more of a congregational, you know, get everybody involved in the worship. And I always wanted to not copy but to use the pattern that Pastor Houston uses in in Australia with Hillsong. Mm-hmm. And I always felt that that was our pattern to use to develop our worship team. And, and I think, could be wrong, but I think that we're, we're on the right steps there. And we're not saying we're, we're going to copy Hillsong or even Elevation Worship or Bethel. Uh, but there's going to be a new, in the same pattern, but a new sound, a new song. And I, I believe that too. It's it's going to be in a Rice Church's sound, our uh, wholehearted worship and how we do it. Yes. Yeah. So uh, again, you know, we meet every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Our address here in San Antonio is 16320 San Antonio 78248. You can come join us live at our worship services so that you can experience the full measure of everything that God is doing in our midst and with Arise Worship and with Arise Church. We encourage you to come if uh, I know the pandemic is going on. But again, uh, I want you to understand that we have taken the necessary precautions to make sure that everyone is safe and as safe as possible, of course. But more than anything, we believe that God is our protector. He is our healer. And we have a clean environment. But if you feel that with your faith, 
you need to be wearing your mask. Then we have a few families that come in and worship with us and they have their mask on. And at the same time, we do have a few families that come in and they don't, they don't wear their mask. They worship without mask. We allow for freedom in those areas. And we want all of you to know that, you know, in the midst of that freedom, we do have the social distancing, as people have said. So people are safe. But more than anything else, we need to be obedient to God's word and fellowship with other believers. As Hebrews, the author of Hebrews tells us in Hebrews 10, 25, that we should not give up meeting together as some have fallen into the custom of doing that. So we, we need to come together. We need to worship. We need to clap. We clap our hands. We lift up our hands. I whistle. <laughs> We have some that shout. Yes. What else? We we have some that don't clap. We have some that just kind of read along. So we have everyone from very emotional to, you know, very non-emotional. <laughs> so, and everyone uh, loves the Lord. So we encourage you to come and join us. But if you are unable to join us, you can go to our website, arise210.org, and you'll find our services on there as well. You can also catch us on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Periscope Live. So just follow us. Go to our, our website, arise210.org, and you can find a little bit more information about our church, what we do, what we're all about we are a bunch of people that love Jesus. We're trying to build authentic faith that produces real transformation. And we would love to have you be part of our church as well. Yes. The worship experience is something you definitely want to see live. I know our church does enjoy it. We enjoy it up there. But again, you can watch online. It's almost the same. But either way, it's it's still really really great it is it is so please come by join us worship with us send us an email at contact at arise210.org if you have any questions you have some prayer requests we can begin our our podcast by praying for you if you let us know who you are of course we won't use your whole name we'll just use your first name but we, we want to be able to pray for you. We want to be a blessing. Rise Worship Podcast is about being a blessing to you and speaking up with you about what God is doing through worship. So, again, thank you so very much for listening and tuning in. Please share the podcast. It would really help us a lot. We're trying to get the message out and kind of what we do here with our worship team, Arise Worship. And we will talk to you all again soon. Yes, once again, thank you. Thank you so very much for listening to Worship Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Dr. J, pastor at Arise Church. And, and I'm Judah, a worship leader at Arise Church. And we look forward to speaking with you again next week. For now, have a wonderful week. Enjoy, be safe, and we look forward to seeing you at Arise Church. We will see you soon. Be blessed, everyone.